0: last time on d This This kind of talk
1: is the reason why we're in this war. And I cheers and just wink and say to Sire.
0: Sire, huh? She is a thing of beauty, isn't she? The
1: crow flies at midnight.
2: Yes.
0: Yes, it does. <laughs> Darren, what do you got? How are you gonna get to the Shivering Mountains?
2: I'll be there and back before you even realize I'm gone. So as I'm close enough to the portal, I take my last shot and I leap Right at it. Sprint towards it in full speed. It winks out of existence. (sighs) There it is. crate
3: 300 with the Oracle of War. Mission accomplished. Now let's just get this back to salvation, huh guys?
0: Orange Eyes presents a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign. DM'd by Alex Leferrier. Starring... Andrew Gallagher playing Erd.
2: Ian Selig playing Garam. And John Selig playing Graf.
0: Eberron Chronicles Oracle of War Season 2. Anyway, as you all tumble down, you can still hear the din of battle off in the distance. But just the presence of this crate 300 now turned on its side. Having the once vertical and now horizontal script, O-O-W. You can see into the cracks of the crate as light pours out, and you can hear this voice from within, half muffled. And as the rest of the gray dogs pat off dust and get
1: their bearings, you come to your senses.
2: Do you think that was part of their plan?
1: Is everyone else okay? Graf kind of frantically looks around and sees that Scrappy's doing just fine. So
0: you almost made it out of the message station, but the ground collapsed at your heels, and you both tumbled backwards into this basement.
1: Erd, how you holding
3: up? Erd is—he's uh, on the ground with one knee down as he peels himself off of the the surface. You know, little chunks of brick fall off of his shoulder as he dusts dusts himself off and looks over and sees the crate. Looks back at the gray dogs, looks over to Graf and Garum. Said, boys, looks like we found our crate. Let's get a move on. And he starts making his way towards the voice he hears and the light coming out of the crate.
2: Thor- I look around. Do we? Is there a, a clear way out of here?
0: There's not a clear way out of here. There seems to be a, a staircase off to the side, but it's half collapsed. You could probably use it to get back to the main level you can't access it easily and it's not going to provide full service you could climb up through the way you fell down that's nothing to be said about the crate and the contents within it
2: Erd I like how you're thinking but how are we going to get
3: back up there? Treasure first right guys? That's how we operate we'll figure this out. Did we see we saw that thing coming in by the way too that like uh, <laughs> what is it That or, that like cart thing? The big tank thing
0: Oh yeah, yeah. you guys were up there when the whole marketplace shook and an iron machine smashed through the south plaza wall. And it moved on rollers and its oil streaks chassis was carved into a snarling face of a demon. It started circling the plaza. I don't know about you guys, but I want to get the goods and get the heck out of here.
3: I don't like the way this smells. And as, you know, Er clutches the crystal again to kind of try to get a, a feeling or a vibe. Uh, since it guided him in the right direction last time.
0: Erd, as you clutch the crystal, you notice it's actually grown in size since you've last held it, and it seems to be malleable as well. Like You could continuously try to knead at it and pull it or twist it or elongate it. It'll reach the maximum size of its volume currently, but you notice it's taken on more mass.
3: And again, as it grows in Erd's, uh, Erd's hand, he just clutches it even more as it melts and squ- squirts between the cracks of his fingers uh, forming a unique imprint of his hand.
0: And as you squeeze it, you feel a strong connection to Nimble, the Pseudo Dragon. Just all of a sudden, your minds just merge for a second. And you get feelings of insecurity and fear and scaredness towards the Warforged that have literally just barreled in and destroyed the entryway by his shop and went north and blown out the south walls.
3: And As Erd clutches this crystal inside of his jacket, he looks over to Callie and Nella. Is this what we guys were looking for? Pointing right at the crate.
0: Is this it? Callie's transfixed and Nella, in her typical hand-rubbing ways, just seems like she's found the grand prize. Callie, we found it. And Callie, in sort of like a hypnotic gaze, is just staring at the box. You're not sure if she heard you, and she slowly starts stepping towards it and you can hear the voice ringing from within its wooden walls.
3: And Erd's following behind Callie, looking out behind their shoulders, making sure no Warforge or anybody else is coming in.
0: Luckily, it's in such a way that the Warforge raiders haven't taken a look in the message station. You've collapsed right through the floor, and so the contents of the station are unbeknownst to them.
3: And I'm going to look over to Graf and Garim and, and the other great dogs who fell through and just advise them, hey, get out of the way of the the hole. So if they look down, they're not going to see us. Like, we want to make sure they don't know we're down here and we got to get out quick. I don't know about you guys, but I don't like to look at that
1: tank thing.
2: It's definitely menacing.
1: While you guys are all talking to them and making a plan and picking yourselves up and cleaning up, Graf's just kind of staring at the crate and he will continue to stare at it. Callie makes for
0: the crate, doesn't even notice any of you guys, and just starts slowly reaching her hands out. She's kind of shaking a little bit as as she makes contact with the crate, caressing it gently.
2: I walk over to Callie and I put my hand on her shoulder. How do we get this thing out of here?
0: is calling, is calling, is calling. The Oracle is calling. And we found it now. <laughs> this is it. We found it. We found it. She looks over to Nella. We got to get this out of here.
3: Yeah, that's
1: what Garam said. Let's get it out of here. Come on. Are they like actually ignoring us?
2: Like, I don't think it's intentional.
1: Nella's not. Golly's just like.
2: Yeah,
0: Nella's taking inventory of the situation around her and you know doing as Erd instructed you're right Erd. we need to stay out from underneath there and staying to the shadows you guys have a little bit of a you know undercarriage where the crate lies uh, underneath the remaining part of the floor of the message station and Callie, Callie we got some extra hands here we, we could use Dervo, but we don't know where he is right now maybe, maybe we can what do you guys think we should do it says we need to define allied forces, huh? Is that what that thing's saying? You got, you guys hear that too? Oh thank goodness, thank goodness. She starts breaking up in tears a little bit. I thought I was the only one. I thought we were the only ones that heard that. Define so you hear this voice coming from within the crate. Enemy
2: forces. Are we the Allied forces? Where are the Allied forces. I think it's saying define I thought it said define enemy forces. Is it going back and forth? Define enemy
3: forces. Oh, to find enemy forces, okay. And allied forces.
0: So you guys are having a tough time, obviously, hearing this through the crit. Kelly, what is this thing? This is what we've been looking for all this time. This is what's gonna bring Sire back from the ashes. This is what the nations have been searching for, and we found it. The Grey Dogs have found this. She grabs her head and just sort of feels woozy
1: and starts spinning a bit. Graft wants to correct her and say, technically the rabble found it, but he thinks better of it. We are the allied forces. He just kind of vaguely says aloud, hoping that's enough. (laughs) Uh, But it sounds like we should probably open this thing. Callie
0: turns to you with a smile. I thought you'd never ask. She drops down her leather backpack and starts rifling through it and pulls out a crowbar. Cool. Shall I?
3: By all means. You do the honors, Callie. Graf takes out a dagger. And just as she's about to
0: prod it, Nella steps in. Are you sure this is a good idea, Callie? Er, do you think this is a good idea? What exactly are we unleashing? I mean, we got a
3: hell of a hell of a force upstairs at our, nipping at our heels.
2: Can this thing help us? I, we don't know. We don't know what this thing is. If they're here for
1: it, this is our chance. Because if they get to it before we do... I don't want to be that enemy force. That's what I'm saying. And Graf takes his dagger like a putty knife and starts trying to pry open the uh, crate with Callie. Graf, as you plunge your dagger in,
0: <laughs> Callie takes a firm, swift blow and starts wrenching in the small gaps in between where the wood is hammered together and finds a critical spot and bursts it open with just a giant... Exhaust of wood and splinters, and you know the strange little—is it dust? Is it smoke? Starts writhing around the floor of the basement that you're in, and there you can hear loud and clear.
3: Divine enemy forces.
0: What stands before you is a device three and a half feet high, four and a half feet wide, two feet deep, and easily weighs over 220 pounds. It's glistening with beautiful architecture it's got fine brass metal rivets and edges that are in various shapes of birds overlooking various scenes of battle there's a speaking trumpet made out of a deep metal tin and spools of parchment that hang along the side there's drawers filled with components that line the bottom of the device as well as these strange mysterious holes that wisps of smoke are coming out of There's a hatch with no handles on the top of the machine. It seems like this round circular opening that probably drops down into the machine but looks pretty firmly secured and well fastened. The overall construction is a marvelous piece of design. You can see through very firm pieces of glass, gears and mechanisms within this machine. It seems like they're constantly turning and then stopping, turning and stopping. The voice comes out of the speaking trumpet. Divine
3: enemy forces.
0: Again and again and again. And then it
1: switches up.
3: Divine enemy forces.
1: And repeats several times. Just without even thinking, Graf goes right up to the speaking trumpet and says, Allied forces are Graf, Garam, Erd, Kali, Nella, Dervo, Warforged 2's name, Sprocket, Sprocket. Scrappy. Scrappy.
3: And as he says Erd, Erd points to himself, just to
0: clarify. (laughs) Classic Erd.
1: You two should get well acquainted. You're going to be carrying the thing. So there was a box in the box?
0: Yeah. There was a box in the box.
1: Did it seem to react to me talking into its trumpet?
0: With every utterance, the spool of parchment paper starts unraveling, and it's blank.
3: Ern takes a look at this machine, and he's unimpressed. He's just like, this is this is what you guys have been fighting for. This is what you guys want. I mean,
0: let's get this piece of junk out of here and get, get out of here. Callie speaks up. Erd, don't speak ill of the Oracle of War. This has been many moons in the making and her eyes are just bright and wide like saucers. What's so cool about this thing anyway? What can this thing do, huh? Legends and lore have said this thing is pivotal on the battlefield. Many warring sides would kill their family lines for the Oracle of War.
2: Can it take out those warforged up there?
0: Uh, if once we use it appropriately, uh, yes, I'm, I'm sure it'll, it'll wreak havoc all along the, the plaza. Maybe even on the Fireweave Bazaar. Maybe it would level Kalazart. We wouldn't want to take it to that extreme length, but.
1: Do you know how to control it, Callie? Does it come with a user manual of some kind?
0: Um. She's like investigating it, looking underneath it. Well, uh. G- 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 graph, graf 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 you've always been keen to these sorts of things you, you 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 figure it out
1: uh did it did it change what it was saying once i attempted to define ally forces it didn't change the spool of paper just unraveled with every utterance into the
0: speaking trumpet
1: now could it be didn't my journal have like invisible ink or something like that is there any wasn't invisible. I I guess it disappeared when I wrote on it, so... I was thinking about that, too. Feeling compelled and confused, Graf takes out his journal and jots down Graf, Garam, Erd in the journal just to see if anything happens. Graf, as you go to
0: look into your journal, as you open it, there are big, bold words that are written in your journal, and it says...
1: Keep this close. Does this mean the Oracle of War, or does this mean my journal? Either way, I'm gonna do it. That's interesting, though. The journal is back to being super creepy. Um. So I guess I don't write any of those names. No, I turn the page and say, "Okay," and then I try writing the names and seeing if anything happens. The names persist. Right. So he closes the journal and then tucks it into his breast pocket. What else do you guys do? I'm going to make a investigate, use magic device, whatever it is, check. <laughs> sure.
0: Make an intelligence investigation roll.
1: You got it. 14.
0: So easily, you as you start to navigate around the Oracle of War, your eyes are drawn to the hatch on top and can't find an easy way to open it. Secondly, you see the holes leading into the oracle of war it's an obvious entryway of some for something you can easily stick something in there or maybe something comes out of it and then the third thing that you see is these is are the drawers along the side of this device you can easily slide them open the drawers are filled with five pots of black ink in a box of quills a folding telescope a theodolite an optical instrument for measuring angles between points with retractable tripod, 50 feet of tin measuring tape in a retractable spool, roll of gridded parchment, card depicting a set of common symbols for military cartography, six alchemical flares, two green, two yellow, two red. All right. And a letter.
1: Oh, jeez. Take a look at the letter, but I'm thinking with the quills, maybe we're in sp- the ink. Maybe we're supposed to write down, like allies in one column, enemies in another column. But how, like, it's magic. But like, how would it know that I'm Graf? You know. So, hopefully, this letter explains. Yeah, it seems like some way of
3: marking territory for battle to target through all these different flares and uh, those cards and the measuring spool. It's, just, it's like Alexa.
0: Oracle of War. Attack. works. <laughs> so
3: you're checking out this letter? Yes.
0: Romeo, something went wrong. They tested the Oracle of War in the field, and initially, it performed admirably. The 15th Brelish Lancers were wiped out to a man by our allies, who utilized the device to learn their enemy's weakness and drive them into the mud. Pincer movement, I'm told. Augurine would have been proud. They even reported that feeding the machine data by parchment was preferable to talking to it, as the din of battle can make it difficult to be heard. The problem came on our second test. It's difficult to explain. We need to talk in private. When you receive the oracle, contact me. Delay your orders if possible. If they find out something is wrong with the device, they'll activate the third protocol, and we'll all pay with our necks. The Dragonmark houses don't mess around, and we don't want Saul Dreadstroke knocking on our doors. Speak soon. Gorth. If they find out something is wrong with the
3: device, which means it might not be acting as expected. <laughs> I think we got a
1: refurbished one, Callie.
0: Just, Callie's in, in, enamored by the note, by the drawers, and, you know, investigating with Graf. she's She's enchanted, but she doesn't know how to proceed forward this'll work, this'll
2: work, just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> just about feeding the machine data by parchment.
1: Yeah, feeling overconfident, Graf takes out one of the quills, stylishly dips it in some ink, and <laughs> writes down all their names on a piece of parchment and puts it in the little slot.
2: Right before you put it in the slot, I make sure that you write ally. That's true, I said that before, but I didn't
1: reiterate that. So I make a. I put a header, allies, and underline it above
2: that list and toss it in. So we look closely at A, B, C, and D mysterious holes. Can we see inside of them at all or judge by the sizes? What should go in them? Or
1: I feel like one should be for enemies, one should be for allies. D is like the rolly spool and I can't tell what B is. It looks like gears. It's A and
3: C
0: have smoke coming at it and D... Make a intelligence investigation roll. Oh, 21. Damn. So as you look around the various holes, you can see that there's a landscape drawn around the ring, around the first hole, hole A. Oh. And B, there's forces coming at you, etched very carefully around the hole. Oh. And for the third hole, there are forces in arms united.
2: All right. A is for battlefield stuff. B is for enemies, C is for allies, and D is for etc.
1: Yeah. So everyone just remember that this thing may not even be working correctly. So let's really let's hope if it malfunctions it just doesn't think that we're the enemy. So, I'm going to roll up that little paper on a spool and put it into slot C for allies. And I, before I drop it in, I look at Kali.
0: She's a bit reserved, but she nods. Yeah, yes, yes.
1: Is there anything you're not telling me, Callie?
0: No, I just, I just,
1: I agree. I, I agree. Well, your name's on that list too, right? So Right. Right. you only live once, and he drops it in. And you're Graf. I sure am.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Graf's not sure whether to be insulted, amused, or annoyed, but he's a little bit of all three.
0: A Light Forces Incorporated.
2: And the hole seals off.
1: I put Dervo on there too, right?
2: You did from the original part. Yeah. (laughs) I did, actually. I did. I did.
1: (laughs) All of a sudden, you just hear dwarven screams a mile away. (laughs) So while all
3: this is going on, Erd's looking around to see if he can find some sort of mechanism or device around here to carry this damn thing out of here. And ideally stealthily. It's 200 pounds, you know? As he looks over to Scrappy, judging the, the strength of Scrappy, see if he is uh, up to carrying something like this. Scrappy
1: just looks at you and shakes his head.
0: Your initial observations of the basement don't yield anything out of the ordinary. You could probably repurpose some of the crate to at least provide, you know, poles to slide underneath the base of it, and, you know, two or four people could carry this thing.
1: But we need a way up. Right now, our only way up is climbing, correct? Correct. Well, I think we all have rope. (laughs) We could try and rig up some kind of pulley system, but that seems a little dangerous. But it might be our only option. Hey, Callie, how are you
3: planning on moving this damn thing? I haven't quite thought of that yet. Typical. So short-sighted,
1: Callie. Come on.
0: I would have figured it out. Just give me some time.
1: Graf goes up to Nella and is like, is she all right?
0: Uh, Guys, I don't know. She's been out of it for a couple days now we've been in here more time than we normally do and (laughs) that's not good on the brain it helps if we just get out of here as soon as possible
1: Yeah. and when did you guys last see Dervo?
0: Dervo and Tandor tried to make a break for it a couple days ago we got flanked by these Warforge soldiers so we thought if we could split them up we might have better chances I don't know where they are right now though I thought they went down the alley to bolts and tumblers.
2: Tandor Khan is dead.
0: Yeah, I still don't believe it. (sighs) Maybe we
2: can hoist this thing out of here somehow. Don't look at me, though. Where is the best way to hoist this? Up that broken staircase, or...?
3: Well, we know it's going to be meeting us at the top of that hole there, so uh, I think a staircase is the only way to go, guys. On that note, it's a bit
1: weird that they've left us alone this long, isn't it?
0: You can still hear the din of battle. They're still firing into the windows and driving around, pacing around the plaza.
2: Hey, Graf, you were able to define ally forces. You want to try to define some enemy forces? I do, but how do I not accidentally genocide all Warforged? What do we know about these guys upstairs that I can be specific? Maybe you can target that demon-faced iron tank? That seems specific enough. Do we know what... uh, Nella, these warforged, wh- who are they fighting for?
1: Where are they from?
0: We don't know. They're like Mornland monstrosities to us. They could be twisted f- living spells, crazy mutated beasts, or s- creatures of stone and metal that are out for our
1: blood. They, they just, they've been in the mornland. I don't know. So Graf thinks for a minute and picks up the quill again in a stylish flash, like <laughs> ready to write it down. He writes something on the piece of paper, rolls it up, and inserts it into hole B. What'd you write there, bud? I wrote, non-sprocket warforged in this
2: building, and the demon-faced tank. (laughs) Well, it's not very eloquent, but seems like it'll get the job done, hopefully. Graf's doing his best.
0: (laughs) Enemy forces incorporated.
2: In the whole slide shut. And
1: then, I wonder, Graf gets to thinking, the battlefield is upstairs, and the miscellaneous could be, we don't have a means to get this thing upstairs once it's safe to do so.
2: I mean, at this point we got nothing to lose, so I say give it a try. Right. And Urge is thinking too, back, making our way through the Fireweave
3: Bazaar. He looks over to Graf and Garum. You guys still got that map thing that we had when we came in here? Yes, do we? Well, you know, that does say uh, Battlefield Terrain on A, so uh, wouldn't that map be
1: the battlefield? And an odd moment of insight. What do you think, Graf? Yeah, we could attempt a map. Or we could use our words. I'm feeling very poetic today. Also, I don't. Did we? It's like actually, do we have the map? Yes or no? Yes. In that case, yeah. I'll I'll circle the main rooms of the Fireweave Bazaar um, on this map, and I'll roll it up. See, I wonder if it's compatible with non Oracle of War parchment. It's like a printer. It's like really choosy about the paper you use. You know. <laughs> you either run the patch. But. I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to fold it up in half so it rolls neatly and put it inside. With some finagling, you manage to spool the Fireweave Bazaar
0: map into such a fine roll that you can slide it deep within the hole, and it's the longest piece of parchment paper you've seen go in there. And it goes very far into the Oracle of War, and when it reaches the back of it, it just sucks in the rest of the paper and you can hear the gears turning and vapor coming out of those holes. And then the Oracle of War chimes up. Battlefield Terrain Incorporated. And the hole slips shut.
1: I believe that this mist is the same mist that surrounds the entire Mornland, isn't it? I don't see any faces in it. Graf realizes... We're playing with fire or mist, misty fire. (laughs) Finally, Graf writes a little note and says, miscellaneous battlefield or miscellaneous tidbit. I don't know. We need a way to take the Oracle of War with us when we leave this
2: room. Can I have said that better? Can't you just have it warp us into, uh, back to salvation? Maybe. Generate wheels. Go big or go
1: home, right, Graf? All right. Yeah. I'm going to write it carefully, though, like legalese. I'm basically waiting for this thing to become a monkey's paw, right? So what I'm trying to do is be very specific so that, like, Sprocket doesn't wind up dead and we don't accidentally kill every
2: warforged in the world and things like that. Allies and Oracle of War leave Mornland into salvation. Or something like that.
1: Only if possible to take Oracle of War with us. You know, I'm going to be hyper-specific, but yeah, something along those lines that's hyper-specific. Then I roll that up, pop it into slot D.
0: So, Graph, you roll up the parchment paper, and as you go to insert it into the last slot, Callie grabs the piece of parchment paper and quickly scrawls something onto it and rolls up the piece of parchment paper. Reflex save. Okay.
1: I'm going to try and grab it from her. I'm assuming she's going to try and put it back in, right? She's trying to. Yeah. So I'm going to attempt to snatch it from her hand before she puts it back in, after she's written what she's written.
0: Let's roll an opposed dexterity acrobatics. I got an 18. What's your dexterity? 16. So graph... You see Callie snatch the piece of paper out from your hands as you're trying to place it in the last hole, and she scrawls onto it, and you collect yourself, and just as she's about to put it back in the hole, she makes it halfway, and you manage to just grab her hand and, like, knife the last little bit of it, like, pinch it off as it hangs half in the machine and half outside the machine, and she looks up at you, and your eyes meet. You've caught each other at such a critical point.
2: No secrets. Graph. Trust me. Is this loud enough for us to hear?
0: You could see a confrontation going on and yeah, they're obviously talking to them to each other, but they're not doing it in hushed
2: tones. So I don't hear her say trust me. You could yeah, you hear her say it. Erd inches forward towards Graf. Callie, you barely know who we are. There's no trust right now.
0: And in a moment of clarity she looks up at you. Garum, what are you talking about?
2: I mean, we, we've reintroduced ourselves many times. Just knowing my name is not going to be enough. Graf just smiles and says, I love you, Callie. And he reads the note.
0: For a moment, you know, you rip it out of her hand and she t- kind of steps back and she's trying to plug it into the last remaining hole, but you are finessing and, you know, futzing with one another and the paper is crunching up and your hands and fingers are dancing along one another and you manage to pull it free from her and she looks dejected. She looks about back. She hangs her head for a second and just looks up at you. Guys, what happened? And you see she's written for Sire after all the long strip of detailed
1: information you've written. Well, now I feel like a jerk, but at the same time, why was that a secret, Callie? You don't think we all bleed for Sire? And he rolls it up and puts it in. Couldn't you just let it go?
0: Why do you always have to know, Graf? She walks away a bit. She keeps her eye on the Oracle of War, but she like disengages from all of you.
2: This thing could destroy the entire continent. (laughs) You gotta be open with us. Because the last
1: time you said, trust me, you disappeared for five years and also Sire exploded. He calls to the distance. It's all right, Callie. We're just trying to make sure that we're working together.
0: We've always been working together. Haven't we, Nella? And I was like I I I, th- I think they're talking a little bit more. And she kind of grabs her head. Yes. Uh, I know. Just kind of collecting her memories.
1: Graf kind of looks at Callie and says, "Listen. We just got to get you out of here." And we're taking this thing with us, don't worry. And he kind of gives like a playful like Fonzie tap to the side of the Oracle of War.
0: And Graf as you bang the side of it. Misalenia Incorporated. And the whole slide shut. The device trembles as hatches on its side suddenly react, releasing a trio of mechanical pigeons. These constructs swoop up through the hole in the ceiling and fly off into the marketplace, only to reappear a few moments later and return into their compartments. As the hatches slide shut, the device announces that it is preparing tactical advice.
1: Whatever this is, it's quite fancy.
3: Seems to do a whole lot of nothing if you ask me.
1: Patience, never your strong suit, my friend.
0: There is that tank upstairs. So with this fluttering of mechanical birds back into the top hatch of the Oracle of War, you see that this machine is synthesizing and processing. More of this strange vapor pours out of the gaps and crevices of the machine, and just the building itself, from the foundation in which you find yourself in, starts shaking as the Oracle of War just hums with this very powerful energy. It's taking things to such a mind-boggling level of computation, of processing. It's analyzing things. The, The names and the people and the surrounding and the map that you've inserted, all of these things formulate. And then little strips of paper start protruding from the oracle. Hey,
2: Graph, your horoscope. Is it unwinding from the spool or is it coming out of the mysterious holes? It's coming out of the mysterious holes. Oh, it's
1: literally an oracle
0: Oh, that's cool As you see, these strips of paper are filled with various battlefield commands that could be issued Maybe even tactical advice in order to gain an upper hand And Callie looks over, it works It works I knew it would work This is a new beginning for Sire For all of us
1: It's encouraging, but this still doesn't look easy. First one says, lure the Iron Juggernaut onto the weak floor inside Hounds of Baracus.
2: Attack automated salesperson
1: inside Grand Attire to send it on a rampage.
2: Befriend the pseudo-dragon inside Dragon's Horde to spy on enemies. Use Hall of Illusions to trick and outmaneuver enemies.
3: Create spillage in thoroughfare to attract malfunctioning
2: cleanup crew. Ignite flammable samples inside musk to create explosions. Hey, Erd, I guess you were right. (laughs) I'm the real Oracle, huh? Callie kind of speaks
0: up. I knew it all along, Erd. (laughs) You're damn
1: right.
2: I mean, those are some
3: great tips. None of these tell us how to carry this damn thing out of here. That's
0: actually
1: the part I was worried about.
0: No one lives forever, Graf. She has a smile on her face that seems to be void of the weight of the world. He smiles right back and says, true... But I'd like to live a little longer. We'll just have to use some good old-fashioned elbow grease. I
3: thought this thing would take care of these enemies for us, huh? Some sort of oracle. But Which one of these guys? I mean, I guess we just bring these with us and get
2: that heck out of here? It seems like we are meant to stay and fight. I think that if this oracle is worth its salt, if we do all these things, we might make it out of here alive. This is our most likely path to success. How do we know it's got our best interest in mind?
1: We don't. Hmm.
0: Callie claps her hands. All right, boys, let's get to work. We need to get this thing on the ground level, that's for sure. Maybe we can rig something up, and once we get up there, we have the Oracle's advice right at our fingertips. Yes. Yes. She's got a grin like you haven't seen...
1: Do we take the thing with us first, or do we clear out the enemies as instructed and then come back for the thing? Well, we definitely don't want to lose this. What did your book say, Graf?
0: Keep this thing close. Exactly. We're bringing it with us. All right. Sprocket speaks up. If I can use my strength, please take advantage of it. Yeah, what can you bench?
3: One Oracle of War.
0: I might be able to lift this up, but I'm only six feet tall, so someone might have to take it the rest of the,
1: the way. Hmm. Interesting. How many feet down are we from, like, the floor of the next level? Ten feet. It's really not that bad. So meaning he could pick it up six-ish
0: feet, and then there's just the last four feet, where if there were ropes and stuff, maybe you guys could just haul it up. All right. How are those stairs looking? Bad. It would probably get you guys out of here but not carrying anything.
3: So one thought is to try to get up those stairs, have Sprocket stay down, we fight our way uh, to the hole at the uh, messaging station, and then we throw down some ropes, rig that thing up and drag it up after the battle's done, leaving Sprocket or somebody trustworthy down there with it. It's literally the only way. One of the only (laughs) ways? I don't know how else we could do it.
2: I don't want to split us up, but I also don't want to leave only Sprocket down here with it, in case many others try and get this for themselves.
0: Oh, well, we leave Scrappy. Callie speaks up. Sorry, boys, we're not leaving this thing down here. No way we came all the way into the Fireweave Bazaar to leave this thing behind. I agree. Well, Nellis chimes in. I don't know. These guys might be onto something if we, if we work uh, on something up there. Just need
3: to be deliberating. I was thinking we could do some sort of an investigation check to to look up above the hole to see if there's some sort of beam or thing we could throw a rope
1: around and like pulley this thing up. Why don't Cali, Scrappy, and I stay with the Oracle, and you guys begin the steps? And once it's safe, and Sprocket will stay with us. And once it's safe, we will. Well, then it's just you and Nella and Garum, right? I mean, there's going to be a battle if we can get this thing up. Not if we're sneaky.
2: So at this point, no Warforged have come exploring this giant gaping hole in the floor. We might be okay if we just try to climb back up. We can use Sprocket down here to have him hoist it up. We can all work to pull it up back into that message station and then fight our battle from there. We each have some ropes, right? Yes. Graf will
1: quickly dash up the stairs carefully, and I'll be on the lookout for enemies, but I'm kind of like, you know, I'm planning to come back down. I'm just going to go, like, stay here for a second. I'm going to go take a quick look because Graf is tired of waiting.
0: Graf, you go up the stairs, and you're deeper in the message station, behind all the offices, behind all the message boxes. And no enemies around? No enemies around. You can see further out over the counter in which you guys all met in the front lobby there where the giant
1: hole is. All right. So I'm going to dash back down and be like, the coast is mostly clear. We can get to the next floor with these stairs carefully. Sprocket, can you lift it up? Garam and Erd, can you guys tie some rope work, a couple of Boy Scouts? Yeah, sure. And then I'll go up to the top and Kali and I will pull on the ropes while you guys work on it from below. Catch it if it falls. Great. Does that make sense? Did I say it wrong?
2: That makes sense. Seemed good. Okay. If something goes wrong, you and Callie are going to be A-okay. That's true, but I do have strength of
1: 10 or whatever. Same. <laughs> oh, I always think of you as strong.
2: Your image looks so strong. I'm a dexy guy. Yeah. That's all Dexed muscle. <laughs> Fast twitch. Yeah, it's high rep, low weight. There we go. <laughs> so Garam
1: and I start lashing ropes together. Graph is just... Admittedly, like, because the thing said, keep this close, he's kind of like not willing to be away from it for very long. So if that's playing into it, but you guys don't entirely know that. All right, let's get the
3: show on the road. All right. Garam and I start lashing some ropes together, uh, creating like a cradle harness around the Oracle of War, tying maybe a few extra strands of rope than we would if we were tying up our uh, buddy Graf.
2: And we uh, quickly, like, twist it and braid it together so it's, like, one really tight, strong strand leading up that they can pull on.
0: Nella's trying her best to help. She's also braiding ropes and feeding you guys' line by kind of keeping her distance as you guys lead the way.
1: Hope you're feeling spry today, Spracket. Gives him a wink. I was built for th- 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 this. Ah, Barrel of laughs, this one.
0: All right, so you guys lash up the Oracle of War. Who's heading up?
1: I'll go. Yeah, I'll go up too. Nella follows Erd. I'll stay back with Sprocket.
0: Callie stays back as well. So you guys get to the top and you can see out through the smashed windows of the message station, the warforged tank is just treading ground around and around and around. And it comes to a halt and unloads more warforged. They're led by a lean and polished warforged His armor that's riveted has multiple layers to it. And his headpiece seems to have these, a helmet like carved into his stone and metal headpiece. He's been at war forever. And he cleans in the light that twinkles through the filtering canvas awnings and the dust of the Mornland. This is Lieutenant Sunder. You can hear some of his men yelling and calling about Captain Reeve wants us to look through every store within the fire bazaar.
2: We won't leave until we have what we've come for. So our only, uh, are only Graf and Nella seeing and hearing this? Because they're up top? Yes. All right. You can see
0: that the militant forces of the Warforged act in this mechanical-like precision. They unload from the tank, and they fall into formation as others start lining the walls of musk where their soldiers have been stationed this whole time the numbers have doubled you can see lieutenant sunder start ordering his men and the the tank around providing them cover from whatever could come from the message station there's just a bunch of flesh bags in there we've got nothing to worry about what are you guys doing up top
1: so i quickly look around to get the lay of the land obviously the floor here is jank
0: out front in the lobby Yep not in the back offices where you are. You can easily approach the hole and you know find a beam to tie the rope over and lower it down into the sunken hole in which you guys fell through. They've already spotted us though, right? No, the cover of the message station has allowed you guys to operate freely within this building without oh. letting them see your activity. If anything, they didn't even know you fell through the floor.
2: Yeah, we're just seeing what they're doing now. They're just gathering more forces, getting organized, getting ready. Okay. Um. In that case, yeah, then I will uh,
1: loop the rope around the beam and tie it tight. And then I'll tie it double, double knot it because I'm not as good a tire as uh, Erd and Garum. So I'm going to make sure I put a little extra effort in just to make sure. Okay. So you lash
0: it. Nell is there helping you as well. Sprocket, you ready down there? We got to be quick. Ready. Ready. Let's do this. All right, let's do it. Make some strength checks down there in the in the
2: basement. Team basement. With advantage. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 14 and a 15, so cool, uh, which ends up being a 17.
0: Nice. You notice you are actually carrying more of the weight as Sprocket seems to not being putting his back into it. Garum's side of the Oracle of War is obviously being lifted further than this Forge, which is super ironic. You feel okay, Sprocket? Uh, I've spent too much time in the Arcane Monasteries of Owendare. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs>
2: awesome. <laughs> I like this. Guy. I chuckle and and my side falls a little bit and I keep pushing.
0: And Sprocket yells up to you
2: guys. pull! <laughs> Erd wraps the rope
3: around one of his hands and he starts pulling it at on the command. The Oracle of
0: War is lifted the last couple of feet and it's dangling there over the hole. Slowly spinning. And it's a thing of beauty and it hasn't seen whatever sunlight whatever daylight is still filtering through the mornland gray skies in years
2: so it's out of sprocket and my hands it's out of your hands sprocket you think i could get on your shoulders let's try i hop up on his shoulders and i push against i, I like push up on the thing and down on sprocket to try and give it that little extra oomph from beneath
0: nice you stabilize it in such a way that it takes the tension off the ropes and the beam itself that it's weighing on is less impacted as well who knows maybe the beam could have snapped but garam saved the day on top of sprocket's shoulders dog and his robot friend i heard that herd <laughs>
2: just keep pulling
0: i got you garam
3: yeah
2: it's fine
3: and there you, the oracle is suspended it's hanging by a couple threads of a rope lashed together by Erd and Garam.
2: And I'm supporting it underneath. <laughs> like
0: a piñata, the oracle swings in the message station and it gleams and glistens in the, in the soft gray mornland light. And all of a sudden you can just see the Warforged out in the plaza just stop in their tracks as they just have this feeling, this sense of magical energy wash over them. Have they seen this oracle? You're not quite sure while you can hear Lieutenant Sunder attack great this is season two of Eberron Chronicles Oracle of War DM'd by Alex LeFerrier, played by Andrew Gallagher Ian Seelig, and John Seelig, and is an orange eyes creative work this is one chapter of episode two The Voice in the Machine by Will Doyle written as a d and Adventurers League campaign Influence this game and story at EberronChronicles.com Tune in next week when our adventurers encounter I'll give you one minute make it quick
1: oh! You heard her, go If this thing played a part in the destruction of Sire it getting shattered wouldn't be the worst thing in the world
0: This is everything we've been working for You're not going to screw us up now Alright
1: guys, it's now or never We're not going to get out if that thing is chasing us though. Get out Get out. Get out. Look
3: away, Scrappy.
0: We came here for a job and we're going to finish it. Let's get this thing out of here. We got a little more time, guys. Come on, hurry Rocks out. are tumbling, woods splintering in. I
1: take a shot. <coughs> <coughs> I'm so, so, so sorry.
0: <laughs> Please rate and subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Email the show directly at Speaking Stone at EberronChronicles.com. You are our Dragon Shards, and keep this show powered.